Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Baltimore Ravens' decision to go for the touchdown instead of take the three points, and then they lose by three. John Harbaugh says it was the right decision. That's fine. What about this play here? Three quarters of the Ravens' defense wanted to let up a touchdown. One guy missed assignment. That's the game right there. That's why I said every coach should have to take a Madden tutorial before the season starts. But there's more. The end of Bears-Giants. Every coach should hire a rugby coach. This is a mess of ineptitude and lateraling. It took 43 seconds of pure chaos to move nowhere. I got a rugby team scoring in four passes. Let's go. Bills 23, Ravens 20. It was another Baltimore giveaway. John Harbaugh talked off the decision to go for it on fourth down at the two, tied in the fourth quarter, about four minutes left, instead of the field goal and the lead, said a touchdown gave them a better chance to win. Then the Lamar Jackson interception. And there was so much more after this, too. This flag for roughing the passer on Josh Allen. And the play where it looked like Baltimore's defense wanted to let Buffalo score a touchdown. Singletary was tackled by Odafe Owe. The Bills could run out the game after that, and they did, winning it on the field goal. Courtney Cronin, around the horn to you. Did Buffalo win this or Baltimore blow it? Baltimore blew this one. This is the second time this season that they've blown a three-score lead in back-to-back home games. So, of course, we have to take a look at all the things that went wrong for Buffalo, for Baltimore against Miami. That's when the defense blew it. And in week four, it's solely on the coaches, but not for the goal line decision on that fourth down play. I think that you have to look at John Harbaugh and realize this is someone who has extreme confidence in his quarterback. Lamar Jackson's playing at an MVP level. It's fourth and two at the two. You're going to have him throw the ball, run the ball, do whatever he has to do to score because he's playing like an MVP. So I can't fault John Harbaugh for that. What I can fault him for is going back to the third quarter when the game's tied 20-20 and he makes the he decides to throw the challenge flag to challenge Lamar Jackson's spot on the third down. He loses a challenge. You could have used that timeout that you had right there before that fourth down goal line play and you didn't have it. Although that challenge Getting reviewed and not getting reversed was kind of surprising, wouldn't you say? It looked like Lamar had that. Clinton Yates, big picture question. Did Baltimore blow it or the Bills win it? I can absolutely blame Harbaugh in this situation because of exactly what he said. This is becoming a problem, blowing the leads. It's one thing to go for it if you're up a couple points and you otherwise are not in a position to lose. But sorry, the the touchdown doesn't put you in a better position to win if you do not actually score a touchdown, which is not what happened. I didn't even love the play call in the moment specifically. So for me overall, I think Harbaugh has a lot to blame here. People try to outsmart everybody and tell us how smart they are. Take the lead and then keep the lead. That's how you win oh, football so you would have games. All the this field other goal stuff there. just doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't at all. I don't care how well Lamar is playing. If you're not winning, you're not going to win, as evidenced by the fact that they lost. Kevin Black is still. 
Well, you know who's got the number one, the number two defense in the NFL this year? Going into that game, coming out of that game, Buffalo the Buffalo Bills. So when you're at, when you've got a chance for a 19-yard field goal to to uh, to to get a lead in that game and have and have your defense hopefully force them to maybe have to just drive down the field, and if you can hold them to a field goal, remember that you've got Justin Tucker on your side too, can kick the ball from anywhere. You got to kick that field goal. I was listening hmm. to that game to the audio broadcast. Of that game wasn't watching on TV, and when they said he's going for it, I thought that for sure they're just trying to try and draw him off sides or something like that. You got to kick that field goal at that point. And even afterwards in the post game uh, press conference, um, John Harbaugh eventually said, "In hindsight, yeah, you go for the points." Hmm. This surprises <laughs> me because Harbaugh also said. If they kick the field goal there, that puts Buffalo's offense in a four-down territory the entire way rather than a three-down territory. That's part of the decision-making process as well. Israel, where do you rule on this? I mean, I land. Hey, look, John Harbaugh to me is like that guy at a casino who can't help but walk by a roulette table and put everything on black because he sees that six straight reds have come out because black is due. Sometimes you just got to read the room. You know what I mean? Because look, last year they lost six games in a row, two of the, to end the season. Two of those games they went for late two-point conversions, didn't get them, and lost those games by one. Okay, you kind of have to just look at your team and say, hey, where? I know the numbers maybe make it a four percent better chance of us winning if we go for it, but there's so That's many things was. that have gone wrong for us in. This this situation recently that maybe we should play the safe role and if you don't trust your defense to hold the Buffalo team that granted very good had 20 points at the time okay 20 points they weren't running up the score so if you could say hold them to a field goal go into overtime hey at least you haven't ruined the end of the game they basically ruined the end of it by going I'm for shocked. it and obviously I'm shocked by this panel Buffalo even closer a, a young panel like I see before me three quarters Anti-analytics here not in this instance. The bigger play is not allowing a touchdown with a minute 45 left when one guy misses assignment because then you could have got the ball back with Lamar Jackson and a chance to stay in the – no, you don't Could've. agree? Or the roughing the passer and Josh Allen. Could have, but you've got a guaranteed three points there. You've got to go all the way down the field to get a touchdown there if you tie. I'm not a huge fan of letting up the score. Hmm. We've been horned. We'll move on. Kansas City 41, Tampa 31. It was 39.4 yards of running for Patrick Mahomes here. Play lasted for 7.6 seconds. Mahomes to Edwards-Alaire. And Mahomes over Brady in the game. This was the Super Bowl rematch. All the changes Casey made after and in the aftermath of the way they lost that Super Bowl. And the changes Tampa's undergone as well, Israel. What's the takeaway from this Kansas City win? Well, from the Tampa side, it's just, hey, if Tom Brady had an actual running game to speak of, maybe he would look even better. He didn't look terrible. I don't think there's too much panic happening in Tampa. On the Kansas City side, look, a lot of the conversation going into the season was, how can they do without Tyreek Hill? And there was a graphic yesterday during the game that said, hey, they've had far less 20-plus yards uh, plays without Tyreek Hill. But they still have Patrick Mahomes, and they still have Travis Kelsey, and it almost seems like Andy Reid has more fun when he doesn't mm-hmm. have a cheat code yeah. like Tyree Kill and can draw up all these plays. Patrick Mahomes last night, I think, showed me he's still the best quarterback in the league. There's a, there's a step between him and everybody else, and he can do this with or without Tyree Kill, and that's probably the most dangerous team in the AFC right Evan now. Evan Blackstone, takeaway? Last year, the Kansas City Chiefs offense averaged 28 points per game. This year so far, 32 points per game. On one scoring drive yesterday, they threw the Patrick Mahomes threw the ball to seven different receivers, I think they said. So this has become an even more dynamic offense without Tyreek Hill. 
So right now you mm. don't have the big chunk guy, but you've got all these other guys, and maybe your big chunk guy is really Travis Kelsey. So this has got to be exciting and fun if you're on the Kansas City okay. uh, chief side of the, uh, of, the, of the field. You've got all these new weapons to, to work with, and they are just now beginning to learn the system. So think how good they're going to be in just a few Lynn more Yates, weeks. you see it the same way? Yeah, they summed it up. I mean, we're looking at two franchises, to me, that look like they're moving in opposite directions. I realize that Brady threw the ball over 50 times and that he got well up over 300 yards, but at no point did it seem as if the Bucks were in a position to win that game. He looked like, because of the running game, is just another old guy who's kind of getting it around as best as he can, but his weapons are not nearly at the same rate that the Chiefs have. I mean, the Chiefs look like a squad that when they get off the buses, they're winning the football game. Kelsey came back, and he managed to have a breakout performance. I just don't see the Bucks as much of a threat at this point. They got the Falcons coming up, so that should help them out, but they didn't have much, and it showed playing against a team that is, not going to say the word, but let's just say very excellent in the Chiefs. Hey, Courtney Cronin. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, as Travis Kelsey said, is the greatest Houdini of our era, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around that play to Clyde Edwards-Alaire where he kind of just launches it forward. I won't even call that a pass. It's like more just like a little a push in uh, stopping shy of the line of scrimmage. It's incredible situational awareness by one of the greatest quarterbacks playing the game right now. And on top of that, he stomped out any questions that this team has had about life in the post-Tyreek Hill era. Mm. This offense is about the tight end group, and it's about the running backs. They ran for 180. 89 yards last night, which is a season high for this team coming off of a really lackluster performance against the Colts. And on top of that, their tight end group is responsible for a big portion of their offensive production. Five touchdowns last night, all tight ends, all running backs. One more story from last night, and it's emerging today, and it reflects back to the story of the week, how Cameron Brait was cleared to re-enter the game. Brait clearly was in distress after running into his own teammate here. Team got a 12-man penalty because of his inability to get off the field. The league appointed spotter in the press box who was to stop the play and alert the referee. Clearly did not. Tony Dungy was on the sidelines near Bray and said when Bray came back into the game and got three more targets, no one stopped the play. He was then ruled after those three targets to have a concussion and is now in the protocol for this to come days after Tua. And the latest there is in that instance is independent, unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant who looked at Tua last Sunday was fired by the NFL for what's reported as, quote, a failure to understand the role. It makes it all the more jarring. Clinton, how do you see it? We are at the emperor has no clothes phase of this entire situation. I went from upset about it to hopping mad to, frankly, blood-boilingly angry when you look at the situation that has unfolded. Neurotrauma consultants are not neurologists. That's what we've learned over the course of this weekend, most specifically about how the NFL operates. And in general, who are we kidding? You know how I feel when people insult my intelligence, Tony. This is exactly what's happening right now. The tests don't matter. The spotters don't matter. And what happens back at a hospital obviously doesn't matter either either when it comes down to protecting your labor force. It's all a sham. It's all a joke. We all know it. And if anybody thinks that this league is about the business of keeping their players safe, they're lying to themselves. I don't care how much you like football. Courtney Cronin. 
I'm frustrated because the Tua situation and his concussion happens four days before Cam Brate clearly gets his bell rung, if you want to call it that. I know it's what Tony Dungy said when he was uh, observing it on the sideline. And so he goes out to presumably get checked for a head injury and doesn't go into the medical tent at that point. Like, that's what frustrates me. Like, how much of an evaluation are these guys actually getting on the sideline? Great that he was ruled out in the second half with a concussion. I'm frustrated that Todd Bowles couldn't seem to explain, though, why he was allowed back in the game before halftime for those handful of plays. Israel Gutierrez. Yeah, it's frustrating because it feels like we've been desensitized to the concussion just over the last few years because we've been led to believe that there's this eye in the sky going to be watching all these players, making sure that everything's okay if they do get hit, and then bringing them back out there. It's like, okay, the NFL has it covered. And what this is showing you how much of a sham, as Clinton is saying, has has, has happened so far because even the Tua thing, if it wasn't the only game on, if he didn't have that specific reaction to it, maybe we're not discussing it this much. I know it feels like this Cameron Brait situation Situation. If it certainly wasn't the only game on and the Tua thing hadn't happened, I don't know if we'd be discussing this today because there's so much other football. So if we really want to get down to it, it has to be a reevaluation of the concussion protocol, make it serious, put clearly the player ahead of the team, and that has not been happening at all so far. Kevin Black, a stall. Well, what we've got to do is put the human uh, in front of the player, uh, and that's all of us. Um, those of us in the media who have used language that is insensitive um, and not understanding of what, of what dangers a concussion can bring, um, family members who only see their talented sons as, as lotto tickets, um, and people in the league who only see these as interchangeable pieces. You know, um, Tua won't be playing next week, but if he were a combat uh, fighter, if he were in a combat sport, Um, He probably would not play for anywhere from 30 to 60 days after suffering concussion. And so I think it's time that the league and all of those of us who are fans start to think about the seriousness of this and really start to put the brakes and some new parameters around these injuries. Thank you for that. Kevin, I said last week this is a story just as much about how we talk about this sort of thing, right? So in the report, the quote is, failure to understand the role, the neuro consultant had a failure to understand the role that they were I don't even know what that means that's not even clear to me was he supposed to the role to get the player back in the field sooner was the role to get the player to the hospital sooner that's not even and he was scapegoated thanks for your thoughts take a break by our cell on the other side around the horn is presented by the refreshing taste of twisted tea hard iced tea please drink responsibly part of happy hour Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Chase. If aliens come down from space and ask me what sports is, I show them this. The pitch from Acevedo. A drag feet to right field. Down the line. The Mariners oh. win this game 2-1. So the Dave dream Sims. lives. They're going to the playoffs. The drought is over. Yes, it is. To live in that moment forever. Hey now. Hey now. To all Mariners fans. That was Friday. How the Braves took over the NL East. This weekend, beating DeGrom and Scherzer back-to-back, sweeping the Mets out of Atlanta, and big picture, they came back from 10 and a half down on June 1st by playing over 700 baseball the whole way. Clinton Yates, let's talk baseball. What to buy, what to sell from Atlanta, New York this weekend. Got to be selling the Braves as the only panelist here who actually goes to baseball games and writes about baseball players. Michael Harris II is the reason why the Bravos have turned this around. The 30-odd games above 500 when he plays. He's our center fielder. That's been since June. Guess what? That's when he got called up. And that's the reason why I think, honestly, the Braves got a pretty good shot to repeat. Pretty good shot to repeat. You're saying the champs are the favorites even over the Dodgers who have played that way for the entirety of this. Yes. The Dodgers have never won the World Series when they won more than 100 games, and the Braves got better in the offseason and during this season, and they're already the champions. I think they got a good shot. see? Yeah, I agree. I think that this is a team that is in line to, con- to-, to-, to contend for another title in back-to-back years. They've already surpassed the 100-win mark, first time since 2003. They lead the National League in home runs. They got good run support from their bullpen, too. I think this is a recipe for a team that clearly is headed towards great things and headed towards an NLE's title first. Israel Gutierrez. Well, I'm selling the Mets as a complete collapse because under the current playoff format, they still get to go to the playoffs. But it's still got to be disconcerting when in this series you get four extra base hits, you leave 22 guys on base, go five for 18 with runners in scoring position against another playoff team, probably not setting you uh, right. up. Right. It's the not a collapse problem. when you play 650 baseball and lose a 10. I mean, you're playing against somebody who's winning at a rate that would have been 114 right. wins for the season. Kevin Blackstone, to you. But, Tony, for 175 days, the Mets were in first place, Uh. and the Braves just dropped them like a sack of potatoes. Are you kidding me? They beat DeGrom, they they beat Scherzer, and they made Bassett look like a deer in the headlights. That's trouble for the Mets, and it's got to be a pickup for the Braves. Or a hound in the headlights. Clinton, real quick, can the Mets recover from this? No, I don't think the Mets are going to recover from this. I don't think that this team is that good. I don't like their situational hitting, and I think they're a little too dependent on two guys in their pitching staff. One of them said last year, I think my arm fell off during the playoffs. That doesn't bode well for the upcoming season. Fire sell two, Jets 24, Steelers 20. This was the return of Zach Wilson, and it was the debut of Kenny Pickett. Courtney Cronin, are you here to talk up Zach Wilson or Kenny Pickett? 
Zach Wilson, because this was the biggest comeback of his career so far. I mean, he could have folded after those two interceptions, and the Jets' defense really helped him out, getting four interceptions on their own and giving him those two big possessions at the end of the game. Drives Touchdown drives 81 and 65 yards. That was a big moment for Zach Wilson on Sunday. It's the Jets and Zach Wilson for a simple reason. We're further along in the evaluation process of Zach Wilson than we are of Kenny Pickett. And so with these Jets, they does have a good roster around him. They can make some noise. Maybe not a playoff team, but can do better than they have last year. And when you have consecutive touchdown drives in the fourth quarter to make a, a complete a comeback, that's a good sign. So I think it's the Jets. And I probably could have watched Wilson pick it into the midnight hour, if you know what I mean. I mean, these two <laughs> young quarterbacks really starting to shine. And it really was even more about Wilson this time because Salah told us he's taking receipts. Well, you know what? He can start collecting them right now uh, after that performance in the fourth quarter. Five for five on that final drive. Clint Yates. If barely getting past the retooled Steelers team is making some noise, then sure, I guess the Jets have accomplished that. But overall, this was about the moment on the day. Pickett back in his old stadium, getting cheered on by the Pittsburgh crowd, managing to get in the end zone. Just a fun day all around. If you're so a fan he did of that bring team, energy. Or the Pittsburgh Not everybody yeah. can make noise. All 13 of the passes were caught, three of them by 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 the Jets. But okay, Clint Yates, fun consistent. Day. Kevin Blackstone will be our showdown. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Israel. Yates stoned two minutes, and then two more minutes, and then 15 seconds. Next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Around the Horn is presented by the refreshing taste of Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Yates and Stone in Showdown College. Undies. Georgia survived. Bama's got a Bryce Young injury to deal with now. And then there's some surprising undefeateds left. Clint Yates among UCLA, Kansas, Ole Miss, Oklahoma State, TCU. Who's the most surprising undefeated? This has to be Kansas. This team was a bottom 10 team for years. My man Jalen Daniels, who's from Los Angeles, has got the Jayhawks back ranked and game days going there. Non-question. KB, what do you got? Come on, man. <laughs> I got to say USC. No one's talking about them. Lincoln Riley took over a 4-8 and USC team that was in shambles. <laughs> now he's got them 5-0. and They're scoring points. Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams from Gonzaga High School here in D.C. running things like he did in Oklahoma. I like USC. Mm-hmm. Back in the mix. Point Yates. Showdown two. Couple things from the NFL schedule we've never seen before. One was a 48-45 score Seattle-Detroit. But we also 
Well, we gifted football to England, and in the game, we gave them a double doink. Oh, that's how the Viking Saints ended. From 61, no good, Lutz. Kevin, should London be satisfied with the double doink? Oh, they should be thrilled with this. That's the land of the double-decker bus. So now you get the doink, doink, field goal, of course. Glenn Yates? You should absolutely be satisfied with the double doink. It was that going near the best game of the day. And in general, NFL, give us the 10 a.m. Eastern slot for games, period. It's something you should be doing even when the games aren't across the That is 7 a.m. for you, though, Clinton Yates. Uh, Double-decker, double doink. Point, Clinton Yates. Uh, Kevin Blackstone. Thank you very much. You know what? I was at a counter of a casual fast food place in a rest, in a uh, airport the other day, and I was waiting and waiting and waiting for the people in front of me to make a choice. I got pl- things to do, places to go, a plane to, to, to catch. This is where we need a shot clock. If you can't make your decision <laughs> in 24 seconds or less off of a board that everybody knows by heart, you shouldn't be standing there. Buzz them all. Get them out of the way. Let me make my order. Give them a horn right at the shot. We'll see you tomorrow. Barely get through your FaceTimes without a...